Good Lord. And in California, by the way, before we leave, they voted down because the Indian reservation tribes, yeah. right, threw all of their money, despite the fact that they could have been helped by sports betting, yep. right? Yep. They threw all the money behind fighting the DraftKings and the FanDuels of the world, yep. being able to use an app to sports gamble in California. So in other words, you can walk down the street in San Francisco, you can walk down the street in LA, and it's cool to shoot heroin. It's cool to crap on the street, but you can't have sports gambling. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, both the propositions got shot down yesterday, and honestly, they never even stood a chance. I think they only got 15%. Think about that for a second. They are giving away needles to shoot heroin in California, and you cannot make a sports wager on your phone in California. What in the hell is going on? Priorities, man. Priorities. Gentlemen, we shift gears and like the mood a little bit. Can Am you, I right or wrong on that? Box you, lunchtime coming up. I mean, can, can you please explain that to me? Can Anybody you, that's been to California lately, you literally can run, go out for a morning jog and go in seven different directions through some of the nicest neighborhoods in the world. And my heart bleeds for these people. I'm not some guy that's all of a sudden thinking I'm better or looking down. People have problems. I get it. But you can run in any direction and find somebody handing out needles to shoot heroin in California right on the street where your kid gets off the bus. And you can't sports gamble in California? Did you say you could crap on the street? And you say can't. They, do, they don't do anything about it. Of course they do. It's everywhere. I literally, the last time I was That's in San freedom. Francisco, I got up in the morning. I tell this story all the time. I got up in the morning to go take a run. And I'm going down Market Street in downtown San Francisco at like 6.30 in the morning because I woke up early with a time difference and all that stuff. I'm literally dodging piles of human feces and used needles trying to get to the Embarcadero just to, to, to get out of the chaos. That is, that is a true story. That's freedom. You can't do that in Hamilton. That's fine. <laughs> but what about the freedom of being able to gamble on a college yeah. football game on your phone? Yeah. That's Seems like ridiculous. a double standard to me. It's ridiculous. It, 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 it's, it's insanity. I need to stop gambling against your Ohio Bobcats. They keep. Please keep, don't tell me you bet against them. I bet team. against them. I Why was in loving, the world would you do that? Seriously. Well, love and They're the best team in the conference. The, the cradle of coaches, Coach, or yeah. Tom. You got to have players. Coach. You got to have. I like that coach in Miami. I think they've got some nice pieces there. They got, they got some nice defenders. He's brought in some transfer guys. I watched that game last night. But, but, but OU, and I don't say it because I, OU is good. Yeah. I mean, they got a big, rugged, physical, tough offensive line. They got the best player in the conference in the quarterback. 24 touchdowns, four interceptions. They ran for 200. They're averaging like 40-something a game. They've won five in a row. They, they're good. I've been to four different home football fields in the MAC, and no one does it better than OU. There's no doubt. No one does it better. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I argue all the time. And again, not because I'm an OU guy, but, but I take the kid, and I don't know if he has family ties there. I don't know who recruited him or didn't recruit him. And OU's probably to blame for this. Mm -hmm. But how in the world that C.J. Hester kid from Wyoming, mm -hmm. okay, he's going to be the Mr. Football for a second year in a row, yeah. Division More than four, whatever it is. Yeah. How in the world that guy is playing at any other MAC school besides Ohio University is beyond me. They have the best facilities. They have the best stadium. You talk. I ran into a guy the other night who played college baseball. He was telling me the greatest stop by far every year was that baseball field at Ohio University. Their gym is incredible. I don't understand how every kid out of this Cincinnati area that may not be able to play for Ohio State or Notre Dame or whoever, I don't understand how in the world they're not playing in Athens. I, Athens is a great place. Great you, place. you mentioned the baseball field. Two best baseball players to ever play at that baseball field. Mike Schmidt and Trace Fowler, who played for the Southern Ohio Copperheads in the summer. The Cheds. 
Trace was a ball player. Do you know that? I know he was. I know he was. I was in Athens in the summer uh, for quite some time, and they gave us uh, two things I remember about Athens. One was they uh, three things I remember. (laughs) You can't crap in the street in Athens. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. No. One is they serve. They serve. They serve beer. <laughs> they serve beer at our at, at the games. Yeah, that's which great. Was, which which made for fun atmosphere at times. Right. The second thing was is that uh, they gave us a Wendy's card. We got like five or six free dollars on it every day. Now this was back before inflation, so you got a lot of food for yeah. five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, burger was ninety nine cents or something. Right. It was like you know you could get a dollar menu. Yeah. yeah we were joking the other day about how we're gonna have to tell our kids about how there used to be a dollar menu. You could actually go somewhere and get things for a dollar. That's that's beside the point. The last thing was. This is the thing that probably is most ingrained in my memory, is I would go fishing from time to time at some state park. Yeah, Stroud State Park. Perhaps that was it. Yeah. And uh, there was one night where I just kind of got lost in time, and the next thing you know, I looked around, and it was pitch black outside. And I, honest to this day, don't know if I've ever been more scared for my life. It was just like this weird thing, like, I probably need to get the hell out of here. And I picked up my tackle box, and I sprinted as fast as I could to my car for about probably a half of a mile. And I don't know what, but it just you could have stayed me. out there for months and happened. Probably would have bothered you. But I, but but something it was just a weird aroma that came around me. Like, why in the hell am I still out here? It gets dark there. <laughs> there was no lights no, anywhere. No, 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 it no. It was no. about as dark as it gets could possibly dark. be. So what's on the show today, boys? What do we got going on? Well, we liked your conversation with with, with Krimchek. Uh, Reed's been on this 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 banter or warpath. I'm not sure what the correct term would be. Warpath. Um, warpath's probably the stronger more appropriate term about youth sports and um, kids throwing curveballs. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a small conversation about that. Um, but I think, you know, for the most part, I don't have too many, too many things that you said today that I have a problem with. I think the college football playoff situation, we'll talk about that later. It is cut and dry this year. I think it's pretty cut and dry. I had, I had to field a lot of questions, Tom, about what it was like working. I went to career day today at my alma mater, Baden High School. Very nice. Who you used to pick against all the time last year right. in game day show. They were booing me the second I walked in. They I said, know that. Here comes this son of a gun. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But they, a lot of questions like, how's it working with Tom? And it's like, he's great. It's great. There were a lot of questions about you. I had to feel a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. We, uh, we have some important business here to, to take care of before we get this the box lunch started. We're gonna we're gonna pick Casey's college basketball fandom live. Mm. With, we're gonna do it live with the wheel. The wheel. Okay. The wheel. We're gonna leave it. How how are we doing this? I never was told. So we we took out the Pac-12. We don't want to make Casey stay up too late at night. Sure. We gave him the five other major conferences, and we took out the Blue Bloods. Oh, this is for who he's gonna root for in basketball. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is okay. his college basketball fandom. Right. We took out the local teams, right? Yep. And we took out uh, the Blue Bloods except for North Carolina because he wanted to potentially leave North Carolina in there for Marty. Okay. Is this reverse raffle or? Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel and then as I like this as it comes out we're going to remove a conference and then and then we'll go from there and then we'll right. we'll paste in the we're pasting the teams. All right. Spin the wheel, Casey. Tom, this is how we choose lunch every day. Yeah. This I wheel, like this. This wheel right here. Uh-oh. Oh, he's going oh, to the no. Big East. Big East is... Or wait. No, no. Big East is out then. Oh, well, Xavier was already out. What's the oh. Big Ten? Oh, Big Ten. Big wow. East is still in. All right, remove it. Remove it. You can't uh, take the Buckeyes, Casey. Uh-oh. He didn't want to anyways. Uh-oh. Uh, hold on. Oh, God. There we go. All right. There we go. Spinning again. Up and spinning. Big East is out. All right, there we go. There we go. TCU's TCU's looking better and better, Case. I can't wait for this. I can't deal if he was a villain. This poor kid's going to have to root for like South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how terrible would that be? All right. Ready? Get the Big 12. Get Huggy. Get Huggy. He could. Yeah, Yeah, he could. All right, here we go. Here we go. He comes to Centos this year, and he'll be going to third going forward. He's coming on the big interview soon. Uh-oh, Big 12. Bye-bye, Huggy. Huggy. Oh, oh, oh. Bye-bye, Kansas. Bye-bye, TCU. This is getting bad. For this me. is going to be the SEC. Missouri. 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 <laughs> How about Kentucky? He could be a Kentucky. Well, no, Kentucky's no out. No blue bloods. No, wait, no, wait a second. Hold on. Does he get to at least oh, pick you're the right. team? Kentucky's out. So does he get – if we're down to these final two, does that mean 
he get whichever one is left. Does he get to pick the school inside of that conference? We were going to spin the wheel for the, the team. Yeah, we we, we got to spin it again. Wow. We got to do okay. another. We got to do another we round. Should have sent him on campus visits. I mean, he's a top recruit. Casey is. We should have sent him to Fifth Third Arena, <laughs> Centaur Center. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking, and I'll leave this open for you guys. I was thinking we have Casey send like a DM or like a video to every school in the conference that wins and says like, "Why should I be a fan of your team?" And then we just see what schools respond. Well, half of them might not have any. <laughs> All right, go. All right, here we go. Now we 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 are picking the SEC. This is it, right here. Whatever it lands is brutal. We're go not ahead. landing. We're picking the school that it, or the conference that it lands on. We're Carolina, not Carolina. All right, here yeah, we go. We, we want a, a ACC, right? Probably yeah, want for it. sure. Probably want an ACC. School. It is. Oh, oh ACC. Nice. All right, start start going on here. All right, we got to put the ACC in here and pick your team. All right. Well, that's this a good is, conference to get. This is a good conference. At least you yeah. get to see some decent basketball, Casey. That's yeah. right, Casey. And like we, we talked about, you're almost ooh, guaranteed Syracuse? that every team in a conference is going to be on television, even though you said you had ESPN Plus, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So you could watch them anyway. Yeah. Wait, you know what? You know, you know what we should do? None of these teams play till Friday. And instead of typing this in, let's just leave it for Friday's box lunch. Fair. Let's just leave it That's for Friday fair. instead right. of instead of going through and typing 15 ACC. names in here. And you can start sending emails to Jim Beheim. Yeah. To right. uh, no, Hubert uh, Davis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the guys in the ACC. Almost wow. everybody plays Friday. So we'll do it Friday. Okay. Is there any team in the ACC before Tom goes? That's Tom, would you say there's any one that are truly bad in the ACC? Oh. Like you would have yeah, there, there, really, I mean, there, there's some know. teams. I mean, although I keep forgetting, you know, who's good every year. I love the coach. Virginia? Uh, is Well, Virginia's top 15, I think, yeah. this year. Miami of Florida's turning yeah, into a really good program. Right? Maryland's not a terrible team, usually. Who? Maryland. Big, big they're in the Big Ten. Big Ten. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, it's hard to get used to. You're right. Um, who else? Wait, Duke is always I, good, I've had obviously. long enough to remember that. You know Duke is always good. Duke. Yeah, NC State, eh. Georgia Tech's pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Virginia Tech, eh. And there's eh. sometimes yeah. there's service. Not, okay. not, not, I mean, not, not a, bad. Not a big basement. I mean, not, not a low no. basement. In, in you got Wake ACC. Forest. I mean, Virginia good, Tech so did much. win the ACC tournament last year. Yeah, like, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. Right. You'll catch them on a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Syracuse. Yeah. I like Boy. those schools. Boston College. How are they looking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Syracuse. Sy is Syracuse on like this? Um, are they in a situation where you obviously can't let go of the man, and we all know who that man is? But it's like, at some point, hasn't been good for a while, right? No. Well, he had his kids around there the last couple of years, so you're not going to fire the guy when 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 sure. his kids are playing. Yeah. How I, well, you can't really. I mean. I mean I don't know. Yeah, Fire's right. a strong right. word, That's right? You got to ask him yeah. to let him, like, hey, coach. I don't know, you though. You got to replace him with somebody. 77. I think Syracuse yeah. is a big enough job where you can get somebody that's – that's so Jim That venue's tired. Jim Behind's 77, and he just his, – his final son just graduated, right? He's yeah. 22. I mean, Tom, can you imagine having a five-year-old kid right now? Yes. I'd be training him up. <laughs> Train him up, coach him up. Champion. Absolutely, yeah. I keep telling my wife all the City time, "Let's go out and adopt like five kids." A center. I tell her that every guard. day. We're a year away, from, we're months away from being empty nesters. I, I've been telling her for years. I really? Said, I said, "Let's go get two or three more and do this whole thing all over again." Really? really? You're that guy? Absolutely. See, my wife wants you another kid. Coach him up. Coach him up. Do you? Wish no you participation trophies. Coach him up. <laughs> do you wish? Because you, you have two, right? Yes. Do you wish you would have had a couple more back when back when the, the No, not when you're going through, you know, because you're kind of figuring it all out. And not that mm -hmm. we haven't figured it out by any means now, but I mean I think once and you guys will find out your years are young. You know, you now I think you would you would um I think I think it'd be fun to do it again. Um who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, if you're going to do it, I think you should go to California and save a few. Oh yeah. For your for Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was what we talked about yesterday when I was winning all those championships in basketball. Now they don't even want me near the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no participation troubles. Well, if you have kids in California, you don't even have to train them to use a toilet. You train them like a dog. You can go outside. Just exactly ring the right. bell, Crapping open the up street. the door, and Crapping just go outside. Right, yep, yeah. That's exactly right. It's what we do around our house. Luke and I just go out and take a leak <laughs> right outside the door. That's actually true. All right, fellas, have a good one. Adios. Thank you, Tom. See you, Tom. All right, Reed. You once again made most of these topics, which is fair. But there's a few of them on here that are fun.
Right. I don't know why I keep calling getting called the Boogeyman. I, yeah. I I know that that was a nickname that was given to me. That's on the list. The That's Grim fun. Reaper. Zim, Zim. The, 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 Zim the, is terrified. We'll the, get the, the, yeah. The I, Grim. I don't know how much of that is a shtick versus how much he actually believes that, but we'll leave that to be for a later time. He imagines you with a scythe and a and a whole nine yards. Hey, we got a new camera angle here. It looks yeah, good. We do. Yeah. So let's go into you know he talked to Dr. Krimchek. Uh, you know, funny story about Dr. Krimchek. We've had him on the game day show that we do, the high school pregame show, a few times now. And for one reason or another, we just assumed wrongly that he was a Moeller graduate. Yes. Because of everything he does with Moeller. And I think right. we even brought up on the show a tie or somebody like that. We didn't know, like, hey, you're a Moeller grad. Because we told him. Because we just, for some it was reason. It part of trivia. We, we had him name the Moeller grad, and we put, we put his little picture up on the screen. We were wrong. Yeah, he's from Indian Hill, and it's become – we made a joke out of it, right? We, sure. we, we, we it was brought a little it bit up. of a bit. So, but, yeah, Dr. Krimchek, obviously it does the Tommy John surgeries in this area, and this is something, you know, here in, in Hamilton, we've got a very great youth sports program in baseball. I mean, go to Little League World Series multiple times. They're runners-up just two years ago. Brandon Sejos actually was on, was on that train. He's a, he's, a, he's a big West Hamilton West Side fan. But – there's this thing in youth sports, and the more that these kids are playing and playing and playing, they're playing games. I mean, my cousin's 10 years old, and he, he practices year-round baseball, year-round. They get so burnt out, and this isn't even the physical ailments of playing year-round. This is the mental side of it. When you're playing year-round, you get tired of it. You're a kid, and the, these parents... You know, my, when I when I talk to parents that have these young kids, they say they want to do this. You know, a lot of the times it's not just the parents pushing it. I think that might be a little inflated. I think there's kids push, certainly parents pushing them. But a lot of the time the kids want to just keep playing baseball. Yeah, who, who has more fun than playing baseball? I want to play basketball year-round. I want to go to AAU tournaments. But at some point you got to step in as a parent and say, listen, you don't need to play year-round. It's not healthy for you. You're going to get burnout. Do other things. Be a kid. Learn other things. But in terms of the physical – He's, I watched a Little League World Series game a few years ago, and the visiting team scored six runs in the top of the first inning. They're up 6 nothing, and I turned into the bottom half of the first inning, and I saw seven consecutive curveballs thrown. Seven consecutive curveballs. And these kids so often don't even make it to high school as a pitcher. You know, they were – elite at their sport when they're 12 years old and by the time they're 15 their arm is shredded they've had surgery they've broken their elbow from throwing so many curveballs you don't need to throw a curveball you don't need to develop it to throw it half of the time until you're in high school you're not body isn't ready for it but these coaches are so wound up in winning 12 year old baseball games that they don't care about the physical limitations and the physical ailments that they're putting on these kids and it is an absolute travesty i've made the joke that these some of these coaches that are coaching these 12 year old kids and that have ruined their careers by trying to win baseball games when they're 12 and they get tommy john surgery these guys i don't know what law they're breaking but they should be thrown in jail <laughs> seriously it is terrible. I've known four to five kids here in this town that cannot, that didn't even make it to high school as a good pitcher because their arm was torn up by the time they were 12 years old. It's terrible, truthfully. I feel for these kids. No, I mean, you're passionate about this, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to uh, even like, make light of the subject because I think it is a relatively serious thing. Youth sports in general, I think a lot of the times, has become so ultra-competitive that it is lost, and it's become lost on the not just the parent, but it's been lost on obviously the – the coaches and the uh, the people that should be taking care of, obviously, the kids. It's become lost of just trying to become more of a, uh, a growth and also an educational opportunity for those folks that are interested in the sports. And, yes, it can be competitive. And, yes, I think there's times where mm -hmm. it, it makes sense to be competitive. Um, but ult ultimately, um, unfortunately, it seems as if it becomes too competitive too soon. And more times than not, it becomes competitive largely because most of the people that are in charge of these things, most of the people that run these things, and I say most because it's not everyone, but most of them um, are, are – it's not living through their kids. I don't want to call it that because I think that's the thing that most people yeah. use. Yeah. But what they do is, is they, they, they use that as their competitive outlet. That is, yeah, what, that good, is their competitive outlet. Sure. Yeah. They, then when they show up to the Little League Diamond – 
that's where they get juiced up and they want to feel like they're a part of something that is of, of quote unquote competitive sport when it should never really be that way. Um, when do you draw the line in the sand of when it becomes competitive and when it becomes, you know, what you would call traditionally like becoming educational learning? I would say, in my opinion, 14 years old is probably the time frame I, in which I, I think say 12, 13, Little League, when you leave Little League. Yeah. And I mean, there's other sports too where they, they're trying to specialize too soon, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't want to sound like, you know, this guy on uh, top of a. Uh, um, on top of soapbox. A, a, a soapbox or even the person that's like old man yells at cloud type situation. But um, it's just a matter of trying to figure out what's best for the kid. And oftentimes that's been lost. And most of the time, most of the time, the folks that really do try to take care of the kid are either one of two things. Someone that's never been associated with sport at all, mm -hmm. right? Or someone that's played sport at a really, really high level and they realize the limitations and the real the reality of getting to the highest level. You know, baseball, and I have a, like this love-hate thing with baseball personally because it was most of my life. I mean, I didn't go on summer vacations as a kid. I did not do those things because that's what I did. Yeah. I played baseball, right? I, that was your vacation, th right? th That was your vacation. When you, when you went to college, you know, people think, you know, great, yeah, being a student athlete's fun. I don't want to make it sound like I had, didn't have a good time. Sports got me very far in life. It was my motivational driving force behind a lot of my success and things that I've done. But you don't really get to be what I would call a kid, right? You don't, sure. you don't get to go and hang out with your buddies on a weekend because you have somewhere to go or you have a tournament to be at. Mm -hmm. you, you can't really go to do what you would call family vacations because those are completely gone. And at the end of the day, what do you get it for? Like, what did I ever get for it? And quite frankly... Not a whole lot. That's the sad part about the whole thing is that at the end of the day, yeah, you can say, oh, you get a scholarship to go to college. You get this, that, and the other. But if you're playing baseball, I got a newsflash for you. You ain't getting any money unless you're going pro. Like, right. there's not money there. Now, having said all that, I've learned a lot of valuable lessons uh, along the way through sports, so I'm appreciative of it. But we need – I don't know, and I've joked with you guys about this before. I don't know if Chatterbox will ever become this. Um, but I do think it would be cool one day to use the power of a brand and build, it doesn't need to be big, but build some kind of youth sport organization that genuinely has good people in it and it's controlled from outside interests and you literally focus on the development and yeah. that's it. it. It becomes more of a clinic and also obviously there's game atmospheres and there, you, you build in those game things. But as far as like the whole competitive spirit of it, I would like to remove that until a certain age. Yeah, that's like, that. almost don't keep score. <laughs> like when it's almost like if there's not a scoreboard, a lot of this stuff would go sure. away, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think in third and fourth grade football, for me, they never kept score. I mean, like the players knew the score. You kept score in your sure. mind. But there was nothing up on the scoreboard. You know, one thing that you alluded to there, and you spend so much of your time as a young athlete. And this is, if, if I can give any advice to, to kids is, don't pigeonhole yourself into one thing. Don't be right. Trace Fowler, the baseball player, because at some point that ends and you're 23 years old and you have nothing to show for it. You're empty handed and you're like, all right, my, my life as a your, baseball Your identity can't be built within one thing. Right, right. Yeah. There's it, a lot of successful people, successful baseball players, professional athletes that have done that. Right. There's... <laughs> Right there. I mean, even college. I mean, if you're a Division One college football player, your whole life is built around I'm the football player. I'm yo know, right. so and so. And then, you, you know, even if you go to Big Ten schools, not all those guys play professional football. After that, what are you? Expand what you are as a person to where people just don't identify you as one thing, because right. at some point it does end. And that's kind of what Trace is getting at. It, it, sports is great for so many things because it teaches you so many lessons in life. But also expand your horizons beyond sports. And please don't specialize. I don't know where that started in playing one sport in, in high school and stuff like that. If you're a good enough athlete to play multiple sports and you enjoy playing multiple sports, then play multiple sports. Yeah, do what you enjoy. All right, next thing you the lift is what? College football? College football. This is um... – They did not have Notre Dame in the top four, which is egregious, preposterous. This is straightforward to me. I don't even know how much time we need to spend on None. it. I think Casey can throw the rankings up yeah. there real fast. It looks like he's got them ready. Um, I think it's what everybody expected. The only thing I would say at this point that I genuinely that I genuinely hope happens 
If Ohio State and Michigan do play a close game, I don't think that should be an elimination game. And that's coming from somebody that's typically been hard on the Big Ten. Um, Michigan has kind of put themselves in a spot where that's probably going to be the realistic thing that happens to them. And that's largely because of their non-conference schedule, which is really, really bad. And their in-conference schedule has not helped them a whole lot. But I would hope that if that's a close game, they look like they belong in the top four, that they can stay in the top four. Um, how many, I, I don't know why. How many teams can make the college football playoffs of, up there right now? Obviously the four that are currently in the top four, Tennessee, Oregon. All the way to eight. And Mississippi, if they sneak into the college, the SEC championship and win it? Well, I don't really want to talk about Mississippi personally because they're they're not going to win this weekend. So okay, uh, it just it's so one, one of those things eight. where one through eight is where you're uh, at. One well, through, and one then Clemson, eight. Clemson can still sneak in. I mean, I wouldn't say their odds are good, but they can still get in. Impossible. Clemson has better odds right now in Vegas than TCU does. Well, that's because they think TCU is going to lose this weekend, and I yeah, think one loss TCU team is completely out. Yeah, which that's, that's where that's where that comes from, yeah. right? Right. Imagine if if the Pac-12 teams are out. You know, they both they both lose USC or Oregon loses one more time. If they lose a game, they're done. So then it comes, and then if TCU loses a game, it's a one-loss TCU team versus a one-loss Clemson team that yeah. wins a big, you know, ACC championship. Right. Clemson's not out. I mean, they're they're not. It's, the odds aren't good. It's not looking good. No, but, but I mean, if you're a Clemson fan, you have to be realistic with your expectations right now and understand that it's going to basically be like. Um, who has a higher probability, the Browns to make the playoffs or Clemson to make the to make the playoffs? Clemson. Oof, I'd say probably Clemson. See, I'm a. I think the Browns do personally, and it doesn't mean I think the Browns are gonna make the playoffs. I just think that the the, the, the whole situation, the way the way that Clemson lost, guys, come on. It was Dude, manslaughter, wasn't it? Well, How can you keep Notre Dame out of the top four after can, that game? Can, in all seriousness, really fast, do you think that Clemson? Do you think that Clemson would go over a one-loss, even a one-loss TCU, or even or even a one-loss Tennessee? That's impossible. No. No, the world in which so I think Clemson over. gets in. So it's over. Is one big team, one Big Ten team gets in. So you're, you're, that, that's, that's well, they're the ACC's champion. So they're the ACC champion over a team that didn't even play in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. I just Right now, the way it's set up, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's set up to where the top four teams are, are basically picked based off of whatever the college football playoff committee values as the best four teams. It doesn't have anything to do with quote-unquote conference champions. They might say they value that, but yeah, let's but be honest. Look at Penn State in 2016. They didn't get in. They won the Big Ten. All right. So I just think it's I think it's a clear situation where Clemson's out. I don't even know why Clemson's worthless to talking about. I don't like Dabo. He's there won't be any major shakeups in college in the playoffs till next week when UCLA and USC play. Like if, if, if I've asked this five times. When's the twelve teamer coming? Twenty four. Six. Twenty six. Oh gosh. Yeah. That far away. Yeah. It's we got a ways. And that's the. I'm going to be 30. To my understanding of it, too, that's the 26th season. So that'll be like New Year's of 27, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So Can we like, speed this up? Dr. Oz well, is going to be president by then. I don't know about that. <laughs> they, uh, they tried to speed it up, but it sounded like it got shot down. I haven't read about it in a month or two, though, so right. I, don't, I don't know what the update is. All right, Trace. Yeah, let's move on. Let's keep this quick, Where too. do What's... you, like, when... Are you under Zim's bed in his closet? You're his boogeyman. Like, where are you hiding in his, in his, in his humble estate? Well, I like how Zim made it appear and seem that way. I am looking forward to the time, and I don't know when this is going to happen, obviously, but I am looking forward to the time when you, when you open up the old, uh, the old percentages, is what I'll call it, and the Bengals are on the right the, side of the that. The crystal ball? Yeah. I, I, when really you open good. the crystal ball and the Bengals are on the right side of that crystal ball, I can't wait to come into that chat and let everybody oh, know that the Bengals. You're going to be excited. Yeah, I like to be, I like to be Santa Claus from time to time. But, but I, I, as I said to Zim, there's just certain weird times throughout the year where I'm going to get passionate about what I see. And, you know, and if I bring my opinion up to a group of people that don't like it, then you know how I get sometimes, and that's fair. You're, the truth is, is that this week is one of those weird weeks where I don't really have that. I don't have that uh, – strong I can see it happening situation but you know I am looking forward to sports sports gambling being legal in Ohio because that makes that makes life a lot easier 
for uh, for those that that can uh, see the future, as I say. Yeah. Do you, do you, as an opinionated man, and you you like to make your opinions well? Is it known. opinionated or is it just? I guess it is opinionated. Yeah. Or is it confident? As 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 an opinionated man who likes to make his opinions well known, do you get more enjoyment? Out of yeah. being what you just described as Santa Claus and, you know, getting people excited and people like, or do you like when people are telling you you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, then you're right? Do you like making people I happy or sad? I think guess that what there's, I think that there's, <laughs> there's certainly more joy when, 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 uh, when people don't think that you're going to be right and then you're right. Certainly. Yeah. I, I mean, would anybody say differently? I like bringing people joy. I don't like make pe making people sad. Brandon scoffed at that, but I don't know. Speaking of bringing joy, yeah, Sean, you're Sean Spurlock's in the chat, so I just want to give a, a, a quick thanks to Sean for, <laughs> you know, yesterday we're out at lunch and I get a call from Baden High School, my alma mater, and said, "Hey, is Sean Spurlock still coming in for career day tomorrow?" And we're like, "I had no clue that that was happening." He said, "Yeah, sure." And then I get a call at 9 p.m from the principal and saying, hey, Sean can't make it. Do you want to do it? So I had to scrap together a presentation, 30-minute presentation for, for a career day, three different classes, and it, it was great. What was, what was the presentation? Well, it was just about you know my life as a professional broadcaster, so I had to a lot, lot to insight on how to, how to get into this field of broadcasting. You didn't lie at all, did you? No, I don't think I did. Okay. I do fair. lie quite a bit, but I don't know. We got some more lies coming down the chat here. Let's go to the Cincy Coaches thing. This is what I brought up to you earlier. Uh, something fun. Maybe, I don't know yeah. if the chat wants to chime in or not, but I'm curious to see what your guys' opinion are. As far as the five major head coaches that we have in Cincinnati, so we'll run through those. We're going to have David Bell, right, Cincinnati Reds, Wes Miller, Bearcats, mm -hmm. Fickle, mm -hmm. Bearcats, Sean Miller, mm -hmm. Musketeers, right, and then Zach Taylor with the Bengals. And Tom Bolden at Lakota West. Well, we're not going to go that far yet because okay. Okay. I don't know if that, that, that kind of skews the odds here. I'm kidding. Which one, which one is the last remaining? Which one's the last who's one gonna remaining? Stay, who's going to stay gonna, the longest? longest? Ooh. So this is a good question. That's a good so question. not the best who will be there it's the longest? It's not the best. We're not arguing the best. The, who's going to be? So if Wes Miller is successful, I mean, he's, gonna, he's probably going to – even though he's going into the Big 12 – you could see him going, you know, to his alma mater, going somewhere, moving on pretty quickly. North, going, North yeah, Carolina, it's a simple, it's simply, simply put, who has the same job? The last, like the at the at the chronological order, who's the last one standing? I think I think my answer to that question is just however long Sean wants to coach. Sean Miller, because he's not going to go anywhere else. I agree. I think this is Sean Miller's final. Sean Miller's final stop for sure. My only thing to that would be is obviously how long does he want to continue to do yeah. it for? One and two, is there a small chance? And I'm not suggesting, Paul, that you need to like take a huge, huge take on this. But if there is the chance to where he does have a success rate of a Travis Steele, or maybe worse, to where there is struggle there, and I don't see that happening. But let's just say. How long is that leash? Very long. Very long. Yeah. I, I think this is this is Sean's program to see out for a while. So Sean's definitely the top runner, I think, of all. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the next it's, guy? It's up to him. I mean, let, I, mean like, I can't. Put, I don't think he's going anywhere else. No, he will not. He will not go anywhere Unless else. Unless Arizona comes calling. He's, no, I've heard he wants that job. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, Sean Miller will not go anywhere else because of one thing, and that is largely – the loyalty or the risk or whatever term you'd like to use that Xavier provided him of letting him come back and coach when he had obviously a situation that was sitting out there that had a little bit of a black eye to it that he caused and he had already left them once. You know, he's like, it's almost like he's coming back to his high school sweetheart that has been loyal. He's like, you'd be an idiot to leave twice, man. Yeah. You see how the first one went? <laughs> right. the, the chat saying Zach Taylor, and here's the right. Marvin Lewis was here for 16 years, yeah. right? Yeah. But I feel like the goalposts have moved a little bit in that building, in Paycor Stadium. Because when Marvin was here, you know, Mike Brown, who's still making the decision, was was up to his own devices. And he let, let Marvin run his course. You know, now there's been, you know, another ear, another, <laughs> another whisper in, in Mike Brown's ear with Katie Blackburn. Right. And... The goalposts have moved, and the fact that the Bengals did make the Super Bowl last year. If 
you know, Zach Taylor misses the postseason two consecutive years. Are we gonna we gonna run Zach Taylor out there for a third straight year under Joe with Joe Burrow? Well, straight? I'll tell you this much: there's a small chance, and I'm not saying this is the this is gonna happen, and I'm not wishing this to happen by any means. Um, there's a small chance that Joe Burrow becomes very comfortable in his own skin, and if he has any issues or becomes becomes yeah, that, a little toxic with a head coach sometimes. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Sure. Twice. Um, who's going to have more weight in that building? Zach Taylor or Joe Burrow? We all know the answer to that. You don't need yeah. to answer it. It's just that's that's something that could be on the horizon. So we think as a group, Zach Taylor's the next guy. No, I Fickle? think – I think – No, I oh. think uh, David Bell's got the shortest leash. Will, will David Bell last a oh. year? No, no, no. We, no, no, we no, all, no, we're, no. We're going we're, in reverse order. Going, so, yeah. so, so basically, we all think that Sean Miller, which I, we all do agree there, Sean Miller is the last guy standing. Yes. We then go to Zach Taylor. Or, or Fickle. Or Fickle. You think Fickle's in that mix. I think, I think Fickle could outlast Taylor only because they're going to the Big 12. And, and if Freeman has some success at Notre Dame, he's not leaving. You know, he passed up the Michigan State job. Yeah, there's like two, three jobs that – it feels like yeah. fickle. Fickle's who does fickle. Who State, does fickle leave to go Notre, to Notre Dame? Does, does let me ask you this: If Florida opens up in two years, does fickle take that? See, that's top tier SEC, and, and by top tier, I mean like you know Saban stepping down, Kirby Smart. I don't. Know. I think like it's safe those. to say that if Saban steps down, quite honestly, fickle's not in the running for Alabama. There's enough people, in my opinion, that have been like earmarked at Alabama that they would try to go get next. And honestly, might not like to hear it, but I think Dabo is one of those guys. I think that you could probably even go get like a but guy. But then would he like, go to Clemson? Would Fickle huh? leave US, would he go UC to Clemson? for Clemson? I could, I could see Alabama being a situation like Villanova where Jay Wright retires and they hire Kyle Neptune in, within one hour of each other. Like yeah. it's just a point. Or like a know? Duke. Like a Duke, right? Like like. Or John Shire, yeah, any, any of those. Basically those. a situation where like, uh, yeah. when, when It's just it, a smooth transition. Uh, Kirby, else. or not Kirby, excuse me. Saban picks the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Saban probably does pick the next guy. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, man. This, this is a good question. And that's where Wes – this is where, honestly, like, Wes – I see I, Fickle I just lasting don't... longer than, than – I see Fickle lasting longer than Zach Taylor. Wow. So then where's Wes Miller in this mix? Because I don't know because I would He's either got a it. short leash or he's got a real long leash going to the Big 12. I think it's, I think it's binary with Wes. I think Wes, I'm a believer in Wes Miller, truly. I do. Yeah, I think he's. A I'm good a believer. Coach. I think he's going to have UC. I mean, I don't know what success for it's UC. Going to take in the a Big top blue looks, blood to open up for Wes. But leave. I think Wes is. I think Kentucky. I don't even think it's going to take a blue blood for Wes to leave. I really don't. Really. I think any any step up and Wes gets out of here. Really. Yeah. Ah. And I don't know. Good I don't. I don't know what's between UC and a blue blood. I mean, what is between UC and a blue blood? Like I don't, I mean, UC fans are gonna hate me for saying this, but like I mean, a Big I, Ten school, like a Big yeah. Ten school that has like success in Indiana, but they're gonna beat UC in the Big Twelve in a big better conference. I know, but I just wonder. It all comes down to this, this, and it's it's this only. It comes down to, in my opinion, like boosters and NIL for basketball because basketball is one of the few sports where you genuinely need a few guys, and that could be the difference. Football is really not that way. I mean, yeah, quarterback can be that, but you football takes so many guys, and there's so many. There's such a big pool out there to pick from in football that I think you can get away with kind of going and finding guys that traditionally might not be the guys. Mm -hmm. That's been proven. TCU's kind of proven that right now, right? Like they're they're playing at a high level, and quite frankly, they're nowhere near the types of ranks of your Ohio States and Alabamas and Georgias, et cetera. But I just don't know if you're at UC and if. This is this is what I get at. If UC can't give West the support to land some of these big guys that he thinks that he has the lead or the edge on, and they get taken away up, taken away from him the last second from the likes of a Kansas, the likes of a yeah. Kentucky, the likes of whoever, you know. And so far, he's done a decent job of that. We'll see if he can land Isaiah Collier. But if that happens, I'm telling you, you got to think as a competitor. West Miller becomes frustrated, right? He's like. And as soon as I get a chance to be able to, to land these guys somewhere else that can give me the money, you might be right. Like, what if Alabama, okay. what if Alabama boosters, right, for instance, they've been competitive, 
come in and say, this is how much money we're going to give you for NIL. We want a winning basketball program right here. We know you can do it anywhere in the country. If we give you the resources that UC can't, will you come? I think the answer could be yes. Sure. Okay, so... But like, UC might give him those things. Like, when you move to the Big 12, UC might have the things that he needs. Are, these, are, 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 are schools like Louisville and Syracuse considered blue bloods? Uh, Louisville's got a lot of ground to make up now after, all the, after everything it's gone through in the last five years. But they also just hired a coach. Well, Syracuse, and, Syracuse, no, I don't think Syracuse is a blue blood. Okay, would, would Wes Miller leave UC for those schools? If for they, a Syracuse to get to the ACC? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good question. And and you look though too. You look at the Big Twelve and what they're bringing in. You know, they're bringing in Houston, Kelvin Sampson. They're bringing in BYU. Always a good basketball program at BYU. Jimmer, Jimmer's still there. Might as well be. You know, he's he's still playing for the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Go to a game. I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, TCU, Jamie Dixon. Uh, Kansas, obviously. Baylor. Baylor's damn near one of the best programs in the country right now, consistently. Mm -hmm. Head coaches matter a lot in the sport. More yeah. than any other sport, man. So so that's where I say with Wes, it could be binary in that if you, if you miss the tournament this year and then you go to the Big 12 next year with a very, very young team and it doesn't pan out relatively quickly, but people's stock is still high on him, does he jump? You know, that's That's kind of right. what you look at. It's kind of like the – you know what it is? You know what I'd compare it to? It's kind of like the, the Shaka Smart Texas situation. He didn't get fired. He just sort of saw the writing on the wall and said, hey, look, there's a school that has the opportunity to, to care about basketball like Marquette does. I'm going to go take that. And Chris Beard goes and takes the Texas job. Sure. So it's kind of, kind of this, not exactly the same, but kind of in that same vein. Is David Bell the manager of the Reds next offseason? I think that he is. I think he has to Man. be. Man. Listen, but it's not David his Bell, fault. See, that's where I have a problem with people saying it's not his fault, personally. You think it is his fault? I obviously, it can't be all of his fault. But I do think there's something to what Tom says from time to time. I think there is something to the idea. <laughs> there's something to the idea of building, like, a culture and having kind of what I would call an aurora around the facilities. And when I listen to David Bell, let me tell you. Yeah. He reminds me of, like, a Zach Taylor. Maybe in a situation where Zach Taylor obviously has good players. But let me tell you something. If Zach Taylor didn't have good players, you can talk about culture all you want. At some point, that shtick gets old. And my thing with David Bell is, is like, I'd like for him to put his foot down from time to time and, 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 and not play run guys out there forever. Like, that's my main problem with David. It's like, how long do we give these guys a leash to go out there and play every day? And I have, I'm not the... I'm not, you're not going to hear me complain about a guy hitting 130 three weeks into the season and still being out there. That's fine. But, I mean, we've, we ran Eugenio Suarez out there literally for three months straight, and my man was hitting like a buck 80. It's like, you got, you got to like sit the guy mm. on the bench for a little while here and bring someone else in here. I would also say this. David Bell's in a tough situation because he's got to deal with this Joey Votto situation, which I love Joey Votto as much as anybody. But let's face it. There's, there's, a, there's a decent chance that that man should not be probably playing every day because he's getting yeah. to the point in his career where that's just not something that should exist but he's going to have to because that's just that's just the role he's in he's in a Matt LaFleur type situation where you, are you going to bench Aaron Rodgers probably should probably should just to give it a shot and see what happens but he's not going to Justin Fields no Justin Whoa. Fields is Ooh. real 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 good running back in the NFL and that's all I'll leave it the thing there. the thing about David Bell is there's no buzz. There's no excitement. There's no, there's no horizon there. You don't see it getting better with David Bell. You can't imagine it getting that much better. You know, I like it. You know, I'm a Cubs fan. David Ross, I mean, David Bell's been a better manager than David Ross. David Ross, this is his fourth year now and has, has been a much, you know, a losing team than the Reds have. But there's an excitement about David Ross. And maybe it has something to do with what happened when he, you know, at the final stretch of his career, won a World Series, hit that home run in Game Seven. But there's no, th there's nothing there. There's no sun. But the chat, the, the chat, David the Bell. chat's asking the question that you're asking, Paul, which is like, how? Okay, okay, you fire David Bell. How's it get better? It's not so much the X's and O's on the field. It's not, it's not who you're going to put in the lineup, how you're going to order them. Are you going to hit and run? Are you going to punt in the situation? I'm just talking about that. I'm talking about when you step up to the press conference or when you step up after the game, you start, you start 
taking some onus on the fact that you need to play better. Every time I've ever seen David Bell talk on the interviews, it's it's like, you know, we, we're you know, we're, we're struggling right now, but we're going to figure it out. You know, we got everything figured out. I'd like for him to stand up there one time and just say, you know what? The reality is right now, we're not very good. And some people are going to have to figure it out. And we need to play better. Or else they're going to see some guys that need to fight for their job. How in the world do we keep playing Estitas Aquino when this guy literally swings at curveballs that are 50, 50 feet? I'm trying not to curse right now. 50 feet for four games in a row. Oh, sure. And we keep running them out there. You know, Aquino came in here and everyone was going to talk about how he was a great offensive threat. He was big time. The Punisher, as my man Tom would say, he's turned into it. He's such a bad hitter now that now we hold our hand up and say, do you see how good this man is in right field? He's a, such a great outfielder. Really? Really? How long are we going to keep running these guys out for? Out there for? And you know what? At some point, I don't know if David Bell's making those decisions or for someone else, but there for the longest time, I love Kyle Farmer to death, but we're running Kyle Farmer out there like he's this everyday shortstop at a major league level. At what point do you say, you know what? We're moving Kyle Farmer to third base. We're going to play some of our young guys, and we're going to see how it goes. And we're going to start figuring it out. And we're not giving guys three months to figure it out. We're going to give them, we're going to give them three weeks. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a culture issue at times. Yeah, David Bell, I, at this point, I'm thinking David Bell is a bookmark. I mean, they're, they're going to keep him there until they're ready to win and then get rid of him. I mean, if you keep a, a constant revolving door – What's it matter at the program when, when you're when you're not even trying to win? Let so me why, ask you why, this: why if, if everyone if everyone thinks culture doesn't matter, et cetera, et cetera, what happened to the Phillies? Who said that culture doesn't matter? Well, I'm just saying, like in the chat, everyone's yeah. like, every, in the chat, people are like, well, they don't have anyone better to bring up. Like it's like this, like oh, we can't fix anything. Well, I'll tell you what's not going to fix it is just doing the same thing over and over again. But the but the Phillies were were ready to win, but but they weren't winning. Okay, you're right. I mean, yeah, Col. At some well, point, I guess my point is that the Reds aren't in a position to win right now, so why keep revolving the door? Why keep pirouetting around? The only thing I would say to that is, is that this is, this, is, this is the belief system that I have. At some point, the expectations in the building need to change to a certain extent, and it, it's going to require someone to come in and, and, and demand those expectations to be met, and that doesn't have wins and losses attached to it. That's not my problem with David Bell. Watch David Bell's interviews from time to time, and you tell me if you think for a second that that guy can control and lead men, a clubhouse. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be shitty about it, and maybe I'm this old guy yells at cloud right now and wants a guy to come in and get everyone fired up and say we suck, but outside of Dusty, right, in yeah. Cincinnati, in Cincinnati, who do we adore, folks? We adore Sparky Anderson. Was he a nice guy? No. Not really. No. Do we like Lou Pinella around here? We do, don't we? And why is that? Because he goes out and he throws bases when, 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 when things aren't going well and he gets in people's faces and he, and he demands excellence. And yes, they have better players. I'm not going to argue that. But at the end of the day, I just want a little more fire out of David Bell in some, certain, some situations. And stop making the excuse that we have young guys and we need blah, 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 blah. I'm tired of it. Like, let's figure out a way to win. Is Mike Leach available? Just get Mike Leach up here to... Well, he'd be entertaining at least. Right. It'd be great. Great post press conferences. All right. All right. So th this next topic this is, is great. Yeah. It's, I don't know how aware you guys are, but LeBron James, who, you know, I think is a great person, you know, a guy with a spotlight on him for, for 20 years now. And the, the one thing we can say is he's a pathological liar. I don't know why he keeps lying about this. And we have a montage, a compilation, and this like is, this is brought up from him claiming to uh, tell all the Miami Heat his first year down in South Beach about Migos because Takeoff died, RIP to Takeoff. Did you know about Takeoff? Did you know Takeoff? Not really, not a big... Did you know he passed away? I did know all that. I also say with the LeBron thing is like just kind of a weird thing because they're all like white lies. They're not... They're, yeah, it's just... They're not keeps, really like lies that you should why, really why, be like... Why are you lying about this? Right. Like, so go ahead and, and play this... This clip, this this is what has started, you know, all these memes on Twitter. But go, go ahead and play this clip. I don't know. I've been listening to those guys for so long. I was listening to those guys when I was my first year with the Heat in 2010. And you can ask any one of my teammates back then, they had no idea what the Migos was. <laughs> they were like cursing me out when I would play it throughout the weight room, would play it throughout the locker room. I was like, I'm telling you, these guys are next. I'm letting you know right now. These guys are like, turn this off. I'm going to hear this. Um, 
and just fast forward, I mean, just, just knowing, um, you know, take off personally and send my condolences to, to Quavo and the family and the whole, whole QC family and everybody. I'm listening to Do you think he just had the year wrong? Well, yeah, what's funny is he, he says his first year down in Miami, you guys, Migos is next. Migos did not drop their first mixtape until 2011. We have receipts, LeBron. Why are you lying about this? Why? Why is? Why does he do this? Paul thinks he got the year wrong. Maybe I. I don't. I would say this. But this isn't the Le, first example. Th- exactly. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I think that the problem LeBron's gonna run into here with this whole situation is that there's receipts on other things that he clearly is telling a, a kind of a white lie about, and and there's a plethora of them on YouTube if you go through them, and it's one of those situations where I feel like LeBron sometimes getting gets 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 in a spot where he wants to feel a part of the crowd and he's wanting to relate to people and yeah. it's like why do that man just 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 say you don't know or just act like you're not sure what someone's talking about but yeah i mean that's well, a there, weird a weird psychological thing lebron's the be- got going the on. best the best is you know people have made fun of him for the longest time he, he makes a big show about reading lebron does you know when walking into the arena right. you you, you kind of get a little catwalk there and he's always reading a book but people have come to realize that over the years, he's always on page one. He he goes out to books a million and gets himself a book. It's a prop. And he and he opens it up. And one time he was he was holding a Malcolm X book in a press conference. And we don't have to play the clip because I think it's a minute long. But they ask him what what he's reading about the book, and you just see the hamster wheel. Just spinning. He's like, oh, well, I mean, I'm early on and, and I haven't read. And he just circles the question about what his favorite yeah. thing is that he's reading in Mal- Malcolm X. He reminds me of a guy that when you're sitting in class in high school and you're like either Did you read talking the chapter, to your, your Trace? Or, or you're talking to your friends or whatever. And then the teacher's like, hey, Trace, uh, what do you think about that? And you haven't been paying attention for the last oh, no. five minutes and you've got no clue. And you just like start to try to use context clues and you're just looking for any grasp or hope of things. That's what he's doing in half of these clips. He's just like, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's an interesting thought, you know. I mean, that's one of those things where and you're just looking around like someone help me out. That's what he's doing. I don't right. get it. I don't get it. But overall, like you said, he's a nice guy. Did Bring you br- you brought snacks in here today to review? Like I what? Did. what are we doing? Okay, so... We, this is the box lunch. Yeah, Brandon, if you want to give them out, I, I, I'm like 98% sure. What are these? Don't have, these are How zingers. How many have you got? We got oh, zingers are everybody? awesome. These are zingers. Zingers are amazing. Everyone. I don't think I've ever had a zinger. So this is good then. You know, this is the box lunch. We like to, you know, Thank this you. is lunchtime. We like to, to try something. It, you're on a, Wait, imagine. have you guys not had zingers? I've never had a zinger. You're on I've a never had trip. a zinger. You're, you're going to the oh. Cincinnati Historical Museum. Sorry, Your man. mom packs a lunch and you get a little treat. This treat today is the Hostess Zingers. And I want everyone's honest review. Is Hostess the, the company that stopped making Twinkies? Is that it? Oh, they still make Twinkies. They, they briefly stopped, but. They briefly stopped? All right. So what do I expect here? This is a cake with uh, like lemon on top of it or no? It's iced vanilla flavored. What's the difference between this and a Twinkie? Besides the top. That's it. There's cream in the middle. It is basically a Twinkie, guys. I mean, there's no way around this. The Zinger is originally chocolate flavored. This is iced vanilla. So this is basically a Twinkie. This is is high level. This is high level. This is better than a Twinkie. Better than a Twinkie. I've had Twinkies. That's what I was saying, guys. I've never even heard of this. Casey. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Did not know Casey, these. This is good. You're a man of good words here. Yeah. These are called zingers? Yeah. Give me, My give computer me a, died, by the way. I have no idea if the chat's saying anything at all. But. Give me give me a five-second review of the zinger. Five seconds. I don't know if he's got that in him. Exquisite <laughs> and delightful. That's great. Three words. It's great. Paul, you got anything to add about the zinger? I couldn't have said it better than Casey. I mean, the sponge cake, I think it doesn't could, I think crumble you in your fingers. It doesn't crumble in your fingers, but man. No, there's something. I'll say this. Like, outside the great taste, there's something about it being nice and easy to hold. Yeah, it doesn't make the, a mess. Right. It's, you know? Well, I like how firm it is. Like, a Twinkie, like, will crumble. If you Like, yeah, it. you start biting into it, it starts falling all over right. yourself. Like, those aren't the best. Stop Snacks. 
if there's any moms watching, which based on our demographics, I say that's a no, sl- that's a slim chance. A slim but chance if, if there's any dads that pack their kids' lunch, don't put Nature Valley granola bars in your kids' lunch box because that's just getting everywhere. Do you have any more of those? Yeah, I've got a full box. <laughs> I've got a ten pack. I'll have one more. That's we'll good. have a we'll have a snack every day from here on out. This is the review time. This is the part of the box lunch, and that yeah. was the first one. The zingers. What's the uh, what's the Swiss rolls? Swiss I'm rolls a big fan of Swiss rolls. Swiss and rolls. They have to be like refrigerated. I know it's weird, but you get a refrigerated oh, yeah. Swiss roll. That's now, where it's at. You don't want now, a hot one. What's that? You don't want a hot one. Well, I'm just talking about room temperature versus like a nice, you know, nice chilled <laughs> Swiss roll. Scam of the day. Let's do it. Yeah, this is you. I took the scam of the day over last time. You said you have a scam of the day, Trace. And yeah, Trace, this is the, I I give this you the is floor. this is no doubt. I, not a hot take at all and i wonder like is there something that we can do as a society to fix this but i'll get relatively specific about this but tickets Mm. have become a scam as a whole Mm. ticket selling has become a scam as a whole the whole fees that are associated with tickets the whole resale market of tickets the whole thing has become a scam but there's one individual company that we all know no one likes but they have a monopoly and i want to know if there's a way to fix this but we got to figure out Ticketmaster situation. All the homies say Biden tweeted it the other day. Did you see that? Biden well, tweeted I mean, that, about Ticketmaster. I don't have high hopes of, of it getting of, <laughs> of, of that being a top agenda priority right now within our political spectrum. But I do have high hopes of the people. And I'm just wondering, how does this get resolved? Because Ticketmaster is associated and or bought out by Live Nation. Live Nation is the monopoly company for the most part that owns all of the venues that all of the artists play in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we have a situation where if you want to play in a venue that's even relatively the good enough size to be able to hold a concert yeah guess who you have to use mm-hmm. as a ticket provider Ticketmaster. and Ticketmaster just so happens to have all of these convenient fees that are associated with these tickets that mean absolutely nothing yeah like, nothing how is there a quote-unquote they can charge whatever okay we're giving free ads, um, but that. but they all do it. Like in all honesty, they all do it. Tick, like there's the stub hubs of the world. There's the tick picks. There's the, <laughs> the there's the yeah no fees. Guess what, Brandon? Don't be a sucker. They they build them in somewhere else, and then they have the fees on that, that that everyone else has. Okay, well I'll give a review on it then. I'll ch- I'll check it out. But can't be better than a zinger. No, no, that's impossible. That zinger, zinger damn near changed my sacking experience. How do we, how 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 do you fix that situation? Is it, it's unfixable, right? Yeah, they no, it, they, there there actually needs to be like legislation broken to to break up the monopoly. We need Teddy Roosevelt back from the dead, the bull moose to come. You want to hear? You want to hear a monopoly. free? Now I've held on to this idea for a while, but this is the free Shark Tank idea of the day. Mm. Ready? Mm. Thought I thought I thought they should have had this for the longest time. There should be an app that is an official partner of all of these ticketing services right and what it does is it scans tickets it's a qr code type thing on your phone you open it up and you can scan a ticket and it will let you know in real time if that ticket is valid so think of this yes we have these digital tickets but they still have the ability to print them off right you can print tickets off yeah you can go and scan people outside of these stadiums yeah if you're able to, as a consumer, when you're buying a scalp ticket, to be able to pull your phone out and like scan the ticket and be like, this ticket hasn't been used yet at the gate. Now, we all know there's a small chance that you could scan it, buy the ticket, and then two minutes later, someone goes in the gate. Yeah. But more times than not, that's not going to happen. More times, if someone's scamming you, they've done sold it to 10 people and it's already been used, right? Why, isn't, why doesn't that exist? How, how is that Have you not been scammed thing? before? Have you been hurt? I've not been hurt, but I know people that have. Well, it kind of, it kind of exists. In fact, I have been, but the Reds were nice enough to let me in the building. Well, I went to a Pearl Jam concert at Wrigley Field back in 2015, and I scanned. I bought three tickets online. They yep. scammed them, and they said, "Sorry, the person. These tickets have already been used 20 minutes ago." So then I take a step inside. They're like, "Just, just wait right here. Yep, we'll deal with you in a second. And they brought me inside of Wrigley Field, and I just we looked around to my two buddies, and we just kept walking. Like they they brought us past the ticket people, and we just kept walking, and no one ever said anything. But yeah, we got into that that game, which also, by the way, Pearl Jam back in the '90s tried to fight Ticketmaster and host concerts. 
that were not using Ticketmaster videos. Everett Henry came up with a great idea. We're going to make this the next week. We got to make a tier maker, guys. Of, of snacks? Snacks. Well, yeah, we'll we will slowly, after every show, I'll bring a snack in. Yes, yeah, so you bring the snack in. And we'll, then we'll, we'll rank we'll, we'll them as they come. As they come, as they come in. Yeah, All right. no doubt. What food related to close this show? We're gonna do the. Uh, we're gonna pick lunch live on the show. It's, it was requested. Can the chat the give chat. me like a underrated? This is one thing I've, I will admit. This okay. I am not a very cultured person, as many of you know. I'm cultured just. Enough. I'm. I. What's that? You've cult. You're cultured enough. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I. I very rarely go to specific, you know, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. Hypothetically speaking, of course, right. If I were to try to go to a nice dinner that's not... You take a Jordan down on a date. That's not Ruby's. She's not going to see this, so it's safe to say that I don't have to worry yeah. about her seeing this content yeah. at all. That's not Ruby's, right? I've been to Jeff Ruby's plenty yeah. of times. I like Jeff Ruby's. I got nothing against Jeff Ruby's. Too much. Not as too much. I don't even say it's too much. It's just like, you know, sometimes you got to not wear something out. Where, where do you go? So I, for my I feel anniversary, like the chat's going to help me out on this. For my anniversary, and this is going to require you, I mean, you, you, it's hard to get reservations at this place. Oh, God, it will. It's called Soto. Soto, it's in downtown. It is an Italian restaurant. I booked my reservation six weeks in advance, and I ate at 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday. So it's really hard to get reservations, but it's not too, I mean, it's, it's expensive, but not, it's not as expensive as Ruby's. It's a fantastic place. I highly enjoyed my meal. It was great. Experience. So, you got to wear something like super nice there. No, no. I mean, you, I mean. What's you the dress code at Soto? I mean, it's not black tie, but I mean, I, I wore a button up because it was my anniversary. But there was also people there in polos. Okay. Any recommendations over there? From not the, as from the too. production crew. Well, yeah, but what what kind of food are you looking for? Anything? Steak. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Birds is great. That's a great answer. <laughs> um, what 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 is son it? of a what butcher is... just opened up in Liberty Center? That's but that's a steakhouse. That's Nada, by the way. Nada is Nada a, is a Mexican, Mexican restaurant. restaurant. It's very good. Very good. I like Nada a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've been there a few times with. Is... Ooh, ooh. Here's a here's not a expensive place, but fantastic food. It's an OTR. The Eagle. You said you've never been to the Eagle. Oh, Eagle is very good. Great it's very chicken good. sandwich. It's it, it's chicken sandwich, fries, and a beer is going to run you like twenty one bucks, but it's good. It's great. Where are these? Uh, what's the location rank on all these? Th this they're is all downtown, so they're all in the same same. Yeah. What's it called? I'll give him a shot. Blinkers Tavern. Who has the second? Is it Jags? I guess who's the second? Like Jags is in Westchester. Jags I'm saying is it's Jeff Ruby's Jags. Oh, Walt's Hitching Post in Walt's Northern Kentucky. Post. I've been there. I had a gift card there one time. Is that above? Great son of the son there. of a butcher. Sob at Liberty Center just. Walt's Hitching Post zone. is where Marty Al Michaels was there a couple weeks Al ago. Alec Wallace. Tom Hardy is he, was he there. a Hamiltonian? Is Alec Wallace a Hamiltonian? Said Tano's good. Alec, if you're a Hamiltonian, we love you. <laughs> yeah. We're getting somewhere, guys. All right, so maybe maybe by the next show, I'll 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 make it a city. All right, Alex. all right. We got the wheel. Wheel of names. We got the wheel. We got it. Wheel and just so everyone knows, this is a reverse raffle till the very last one. Yes, to the last one. Just delete the. Well, I, see. I gotta write it in one at a time. So, but oh, oh uh, you all gotta give a suggestion. We all gotta give a suggestion here for lunch. Paul, go ahead. Jack gives us one suggestion too for lunch. Yep. I'll tell you what, lunch is getting. We're, if we're gonna be honest, guys, lunch is getting expensive. Fifteen dollars. I know. Oh, we gotta. Man. We gotta like. We gotta start like figuring out a way we to maybe to like. Lunch. <laughs> we gotta like maybe one time a week we order pizza around here just so we can split the bill yeah. and maybe save some money. I don't know. I'm with you. It's, it is. It's nice. running us it up. It is box lunch. Spur did. Uh, throw McAllister's on there. Throw McAllister. All right, that's Paul's. Oh, Sir Boys got us. We got White Castle. These are terrible. No, I just went to White Castle. We're, I'm nixing Long John Silver's. Okay, I Pit, love Long uh, Sir Boy says Penn Station, Long John Silver's. No, I got to nix Penn Station. Uh, I can't eat there. Brandon, Brandon suggested Popeyes. Throw Popeyes on there. Popeyes? No, oh, he already ate. But still oh, he already ate. No, no, no. I'm not what saying Neil's. I'm going to go. I'm going to go barbecue. I'm going to go Rib City. Oh, okay. Uh, throw Taco Bell on there. This is this is my thing with Paul. You want it cheap. He said 
<laughs> he said he said he can't go to White Castle because he ate there the other day. This dude, dude eats, eats Taco, Taco Bell, Bell every other day. I haven't had it in a while. As in, like, what, Monday? Uh, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I'm not that counting is, the thing I, I did on Saturday. It was bad. I've ever heard in my there. life. Wendy's is so I'll tell you bad. what. Alex, Alex Wallace, Wallace with a banger, dude. Planet Fitness. Takiero. You got to put the Guanahantro on there. I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, I, don't know. I, I got a I got a dentist. I asked these I people like time. five times. It's Takiero Guanahantro. You don't have time for that. Basically, I think what it's a taco shop. Two thirty. All I hear are excuses over there from Paul. He sounds like David Bell. <laughs> what excuse am I giving? Literally, he has a problem I, for every solution. Chat. We're gonna I, we're gonna say no to Jocko's. We bring up a topic. Paul says no. What did I? What did I say? John, to? John Dixon. No on White Castle. John no on Penn Station. No home. on Takiro Guanahantro. I mean, how many more do we have to say no to, Paul? <laughs> All right, are we good? Do we got a wheel? Uh, right now, I, I have McAllister's, Rib City, Taco Bell, Wendy's, Takiro, Chipotle. All right, That's put good. it up there. Yeah, That's put it, it up there. All right. I'll tell you right now, I do not want Chipotle, so I'll be rooting against that. Hole. I do not want Chipotle, but if you, but if it is Chipotle, we're going we're, to Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. we're slaves it. to the wheel. Now it slaves is the wheel. a reverse raffle here. Reverse so. raffle, and oh, no. that is terrible news. Oh no, the best <laughs> option is off. Richards is a good one. We McAllister's on made wheel. it past the first one though. That's new. McAllister's been on this list for we like two weeks. It. Something's going on with the wheel where he's not allowed to hit remove while it's in there. So you have to take it out and then put it back. What's yeah. that about? I have no idea. Whatever. It's All technology. Right, Let's do it. Spin it again. I have a good feeling about McAllister's. Don't oh, no. ruin it. Oh, Don't no. ruin it. Get out of there, Chipotle. Chipotle. That is big yes. time. That's a All big right. time win right there. Big time. Man. It won't let me remove it. it. Yeah, I have it's... to just like spam it until... I don't know, man. Or maybe it just times out. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, time, right. it's a timeout type thing. I don't want. I think if we don't get Wendy's. Oh, no. no. McAllister's. <laughs> McAllister's. It's got to win eventually. Dang. McAllister's is the dusty baker of managing. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good. You just, you just got to win. That's right. You just got to win mean, eventually. It's great. No one's complaining about it, but it just uh, never can get what? over the hump. But it eventually will. Well, this isn't looking too good. <laughs> All, All right. right, that is All right. that is that is that is this this. Are we gonna this. get some fried okra? You know we're ending up at Wendy's here. So to be clear, yeah, this right. is what it lands on. Yes, yeah. we will go to ends, wherever it lands. It's what it lands on. Last time I went to Rib City. Oh man. Last time I went to Rib City, IU Final came back here. from twenty All right. points. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is what it lands on. Rib City, Rib City, Rib City, Rib City. For Chatterbox's lunch. Dave Thomas, disaster. son of a gun. You son of a gun, you got us. Disaster. Disaster has struck. Even though I'm the one who put Wendy's on. All right, we got to go to Wendy's. We're <laughs> slave to the wheel. What a disaster of a lunch. All right, well, let's go. I do think that if we're, if we're committed to this, there should be an option on there that is uh, no lunch at all. You want to talk about... You want to talk about uh, you yes. know about some real, some from here real on anxiety. Out. You want to put some real anxiety on there? From here on out, you're not allowed eating. Not, That's gonna be on no the lunch. No, no lunch. lunch. You gotta work through the, work through lunch. All right, all right, all guys. All right, we're out. It's here been go. fun. Yep. See you. Spicy nugs. It is. Jolly jolly. Take care of yourself. Till Friday, and we'll tell Tom about his terrible takes on Friday. See you, everybody. See ya.